Scavenge Audio. Foie gras, pulled pork, bok choy, squid ink, dining with Doug and Karen. Hey everybody. Hi, my name is Doug. Hello. Hello, Doug. Hi, Karen. I forgot about this part. I'm Karen. Yeah. Anderson, hi. I forgot about it every time. And this is Dining with D&K, and we're excited to be at Jane Q in the, uh, what's it, the Everly Hotel on the corner of Argyle and Yucca in Hollywood. And our guest today at the table is a very funny comedian and longtime friend of both of ours, Greg Fitzsimmons. Now, am I smoking pot, naming the Baldwin <laughs> brothers, or... This is, I don't know, Greg, if you've noticed that I, I turn all my passions into podcasts. And I, I really enjoy eating. I really enjoy eating. I'll have like three meals a day. And I always enjoy <laughs> it. So, um, yeah, so Karen and I hatched this idea of uh, coming into restaurants and bringing microphones. And then they bring us all their delicious food and tell us about it. And we ask them questions. And, and it's free and food. And we always get a friend of ours to uh, join in. I'm sorry it's been this long without you being on the show. How long have you done it? 17 years. <laughs> We've done it seven. No, we have, we have done seven, it a long time, seven, seven years. Over seven no, years. Even seven years might yeah. have made you but, better. Well, we, before, though, we had people come into the uh, Meltdown Yeah, comic. we used to do it upstairs at Meltdown Comics, and it was wow. like a kind of a food challenge. The chef would have to bring us food that, would, yeah. that wouldn't go bad between their, wherever they make it and yeah. bring it to us. And uh, we finally realized when Meltdown closed down that why not just go to them? Because also talking about the restaurant itself is such a fun part of the experience. Well, I have a theory why they closed down Comedy Meltdown because the showroom had a cricket in it. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a cricket. I so. did podcasts in there where it was so frustrating because, you know, it's just... To the listener, that sounds like bombing anytime. Yeah, if you're a stand-up yeah. and something doesn't work, it's, it's you exactly you what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like the whole show stinks because there's crickets the whole time. Right, right. Oh, I love it though. But yeah, that was a great. I mean, place. it was a fun space, but I, I feel like it closed down for a f- you know a few things all came together to to cause it to end. Especially just the people who own the comic book store getting an offer. You know, because the land is so yeah, valuable. Yeah, Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I mean, it's so bizarre anywhere where there's a single-story business. Like, how can that continue? Like, yeah. they're gonna somebody's gonna buy it, tear it down, and then build something several feet, several stories high. Yep. That's why I'm worried about the comedy store that they're gonna tear that down. Yeah, what's gonna happen? But I that mean, it, a it, it's a you know, yeah. it's making so much money right now. That's the exciting part and yeah. the landmark thing. Yeah. But I hate how but the House view of Blues has changed. Got taken down. I hate how the view changed from like when it was House of Blues, it was fine. When there was no House of Blues, it was great. Yeah. And now there's this huge building there, so you know there's no view to speak of. I just love that a landmark in Hollywood means porn stars used to do coke here. You can't tear this down. <laughs> <laughs> but you but, could also but the argue House of, architecturally, think... like it's got an interesting shape. Do you think of House you know, of Blues as a landmark? I don't. It might have been the first one, though. I know. I think Chicago is the first I mean, it's, one. Uh, it was weird to me that that closed down. But now that I see the massive building that's there, that's probably going to have retail, rental, yeah. own uh, people who own, you know, some penthouse shit, maybe a restaurant on top too. Like yeah. it's going to. It's going to definitely. It's going to be, be a so much shot. bigger operation than the House of Blues could ever be. Yeah. Right. So I'm pretty excited to see Karen Anderson. I know. This is pretty good. I mean, we had some interesting times together. Some very fun, you know, memorable 
moments. You well, know? when you're on writing on TV, when you're shows in the trenches, are, and and we were in a couple shows that were trenches, <laughs> and and you get very close because you have. A lot of time to kill. On of one of them, there together. was a lot of time to kill. Yeah, we had a lot of time to kill. There wasn't on... a lot of things to do on one show. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, we played a lot of darts on oh, That's one. what I was going to tell you. Yeah. We, so on Ellen, we were both on Ellen for several seasons together. And uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah. We, well, first of all, when Greg moves into an office... He takes, he makes it look like it's a little, he makes it look like it's a den from his home. So it's like, you know. Like so a man cave. He brings in like you furniture. you one at home? No. Yeah, so you just make your office That's den. right. He brings I, I in that's lighting. That's what I did when I had an office. <laughs> yeah. He brings in lighting. He's got the pictures. <laughs> he brought in, I remember at Wanda you brought, uh, I think it was like one of those moving trucks with all some bunch of stuff on it that I think you might have got throughout the building a yes. little bit. Yeah, I and collected then, <laughs> stuff. A couch or a chair, big something enough to like nap that. On. Yep, there was a napping. Yeah, couch. he made sure he had everything. <laughs> yeah, and it, uh, the lighting was low. It was really nice. And then whenever you go in there, he's always like talking French to somebody. Like he's <laughs> he's making it so he has a gig, and he's like a, a gig in France maybe or Paris somewhere you know, or wherever he's going. It's like okay, we'll see you later. Bonjour. I will see you in the spring. I. I slated to play your I will, I, comedy club. I don't know what I'm talking. I'm Danish now. You're Danish. Oh, you're going to <laughs> Stockholm. You're going to Sweden. I would, yeah, I would fly out on a lot of weekends. I would work all week, and then I'd, I'd leave work, get on a plane out of Burbank, work somewhere for the weekend. It was crazy. It was it, too much. He had a lot. Plus his podcast, and this is like 20 years ago. God only knows. 27 what. years ago. And uh, so he had the podcast. Yeah. It was pretty funny. And then and he our, had dark set up because, like I said, it was like a den. Yeah, and we bet heavily. We, and I, I paid you. Yes. So well, I think what happened was I was pretty good at darts, and he was pretty good at darts. But I was kind of a little bit at first. I thought I was pretty good. I think he was playing me. A little bit. But we did this for two seasons or so. Yeah. And um, finally, he just started doubling or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay. And she, yeah. And that's I could, when you went. Uh, also, because it. That's when he Tom Cruised me and Paul, Paul uh, Newman me. She was down about $2,000. $2,000. bucks. I ended up paying you, I think. I think I got away with 500 I think you, you gave me like the Potter. Remember from uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Potter was paying out pennies mm -hmm. on the dollar. <laughs> I think I gave her one of those Potter he deals. Did, he gave me a deal because you were, you were. My dad was a bookie. So I was like, I'm paying you the money. And you're like, I don't know if I can actually take all of it. I think I said just take me to dinner, no, but and I was going to take you to the most expensive place <laughs> in LA with the kids, who are now adults. Is uh, yours? Is Spence starting college this fall? Oh, he started last fall. Oh, yeah, wow! Yeah. yeah, damn. Where's he going to school? He went to San Francisco State, and he didn't like it for the year. Yeah, he finished it, and now he's going to want to go to. Um, yeah, where's he going to get kicked out of next? <laughs> Uh, he uh, he's going to Pasadena College, and he's going to go. To, he wants to go to California Arts. Oh, he's an artist. He's an actor, so he wants no to Cal kidding. Arts. It's called Cal Arts. It's really hard to get into. We'll see what happens. Wow, well that's exciting. Yeah, so he wants to do that. What's Owen want to do? Owen's starting at uh, DePaul University in Chicago. Jeez. In a week. Fancy schmancy. It's cold. It's going to be cold for that's a California That's a nice visiting uh, city, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're flying That's out to we like drop them off next week. And oh, it'll be, what, what's going to happen to you? 
Well, we have and Aaron. What's JoJo's gonna happen? left, so it's going to be like the dinner table's just going to get kind of quiet, I think, because he was sort of like... During the, lo- during the drop-off, though. Oh, during the drop-off. I, there's going to be some crying. And, who's, and you're going to cry, I right? cry a lot, yeah. yeah. I cried with him yesterday. We were talking about him leaving, and oh, I cried. God. And he cried. He's uh, a very sensitive you, kid. Uh, I it, think he's... Yeah. Sensitive? Yeah, I think he's very sensitive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, he's very handsome. I can't believe you're admitting that. <laughs> um, and JoJo. JoJo's a junior in high school. He, so this guy used to, uh, this little girl was so goddamn cute, first of all. I haven't seen her since. Both the kids were adorable since she was very little. But he was obsessed with what is she doing when I'm not looking at her. Remember? So you'd be like, she's always got these ideas that little kids don't normally have. Yeah. You know? So. So she got in some trouble. Remember, she had to go to her room one time. Yeah. So you went around the house to look in the in the window to see what she was up to, and she was like doing defacing her doll or something. No, no, no. <laughs> what was she, she was doing? in trouble. <laughs> well, we went to we went to this pool, and uh, it, it was one of these pools where it was like all our friends were there, and she was like maybe four, and she wouldn't get out of the pool. And you know, you're dry. You know when you get out of the pool and you. You turn over, so your suit is dry for the ride home, and you're all, you're all set. And I was like, okay, Joe. And I do the whole, like, okay, Joe, you're going to leave in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you do that countdown so that it's the proper way to parent. You read it in the books. And then you go, all right, later, five minutes, Joe, Then we're going to go, okay. Yeah. All the parents are watching. Go, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And then <laughs> I go, proud. all right, time to get out. Time to get out. Swims away from me. <laughs> so I walk around the other side of the pool. Jojo, it's time to get out. Swims away again, and now I now I lose all all the rules go away, and I'm like, all right, I'll give you ice cream if you get out now. I'll give you ice cream, and then the threats. I'm gonna take all your toys away, and eventually she she's not getting out, so I have to jump in the pool, which I was avoiding. Cause you're real dry. I'm dry, and it's the end of the day. The sun's going down. It's getting cold. I get her out, and then she reaches for a towel, and I pull it away. I go, no, I don't think so, cause I'm not gonna hit her, cause that's wrong. But I will make her suffer. So we walk back. So we walk back to the car, and it's like two blocks away. And she's skinny, and she's got blue veins popping out, and she's shivering. <laughs> and we get to the car, and before she gets in the car, I hand her the towel, and she pushes it back to me, and just looks me in the eye, and then gets in the car. And I was like, I'm fucked. She's was- so. Cute. It was like Apocalypse Now when, like, the, the, the natives, they get shots and then they chop their limbs off with machetes. <laughs> anyway, so, so she's in her room and she's in trouble. And I walk around the house and I look in the window. Figuring she's crying, whatever. She put on a grass skirt and she put on hula music and she was hula dancing alone in her room. That's not what I... <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> she doesn't care. She's happy she's in trouble. She's happy. She loves being alone. <laughs> she's got her hula dancing. Yeah. Oh, God, though. You ever hula dance, yeah. Doug? Yeah. I mean, go to your room would be... It's not a punishment for me when I was a kid. Yeah. I just had so much shit in my room that i just go do that. You right. Know? Uh, I guess there'd have to be extra, like, go to your room, but you, you were can't probably have a good the radio kid. on. Yeah. Uh, I was all right, I guess. What was the question? You ever hula dance? <laughs> I don't know if I, I probably at some point. I feel like I had a grass skirt on as a joke at some point in my life. Yeah. Coconut bra. Can't really access exactly when. I'm just, I'm fascinated with this dog over here. It's so cute. Dog in the restaurant. Yeah. Mm. 
dog-friendly restaurant, you guys. It's called Jane Q. We'll find out why you'd call a restaurant that. Because I've met several people that work here, none of them are named Jane. Or Q. I did think I, I met a couple of Qs. You did? <laughs> yeah. There's they, Quinn and there's a, uh, Quabby. What about when we brought Owen and Spencer to work on Friday? We brought our two little kids to work oh and Kilgariff lost her shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. She Why went, was she so upset? This is not, it was like we brought hookers to work. This yeah. is not a place for, get them out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we were allowed to bring them separately. Okay. We, we brought them separately and there were people that brought their babies every day. Yeah. <laughs> What's true. her name? Was breastfeeding every day yeah. in her yeah. office. Yeah. Oh, and there was um, also the, the lady that was in rights and clearances. She had a gate because the toddler was in there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, and we're, we're terrible people. Yeah, and it was a Friday, non-production day. Fridays, we just hung out. We didn't, we didn't work on Fridays. No. So why'd you go in? Because we were supposed we to be planning stuff for ready. the next week, but we never did. You know, it was a daily show. We just kind of... Just did it, and then yeah. it was over. We did. Ellen it did it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many things that you did at that job. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but look at that. Right. We have stuff coming. We have plenty of we time to beverage. discuss that. Oh, yes. Peach juice, is that? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but please, uh, please join us there. This is Dan, the beverage. Beverage manager. Oh, how about that? How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Hey, I'm Greg. Greg. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as Congrats well. on your beautiful place. Thanks, man. Not easy to find, though. Yeah, Once you get little, into the hotel, you kind of hide it. We're a little tucked away, yeah, yeah, which works to our benefit sometimes, actually, being in Hollywood. But, yeah, it's nice. It's, uh, there's uh, more and more word getting out now, which we appreciate. So. Any celebs come in? All the time. Really? Well, we're sitting with one right now. Well, oh, actually, wow. We're sitting with two. Come on. We're sitting Let's with three. Let's talk real. That's right. He's here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, all the time. We get a good amount of... Who is some of the big names yeah, that have been goodie. in here? Uh, what was a good star Brad signing? Brad Pitt rolled through yet? Leo? Brad, Brad Pitt has not rolled through yet, no. Mm. Uh, there's been several well-known actors Oh, he's trying to here. keep it low-key. Oh, you know what? How about key, uh, Anthony say. Hopkins? <laughs> 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 just, no? guess, just guess random names. So um, tell us about this uh, beverage, this beautiful beverage that I just took a sip of. Thank you. Uh, um, it's called Beats Time and Life in a tribe called Quest. Um, it wow. is a beet shrub gin and tonic, essentially. Whoa. So it's uh, gin, fresh lemon juice, and then a house beet shrub that we make here. Um, shrubs are kind of like pickling. It's a way to like preserve seasonal ingredients throughout the year. So we just puree a bunch of shrubs, juice them down, and then sugar and vinegar and some other flavors to, uh, to sustain it. And then, yeah, it's just a gin and tonic on steroids, basically. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm going to have more of it, too, but it's a... Um I, I don't typically order gin-based drinks, and mm. uh, this one is, uh, you know, t I'm not tasting the gin as much. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah, nice. no, that's a lot of people say that. They think um, tonic and sodas, and people want to always go vodka, just because mm -hmm. it's more of a canvas, you know, and you don't really get that flavor. But uh, with the other components going on here, it just makes more sense with gin. Um, here, Doug, I'll have one sip. Yeah, I love okay. turning people on to gin. Because and it's it good, get too, little, because uh, you get, if you get pulled over by the cops, they say gin is the hardest to detect on your breath. So really? if you're gonna DWI. Is that real? Go gin. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. I don't know. I always thought it was I vodka. I think vodka, but yeah. but also if you have the ro this is time, right? It's time. Yeah. You would have that in your mouth. They're just thinking you just yep. ate a salad. That's right. Mm -hmm. Tricking them. Yeah, you were grazing. <laughs> I was grazing for beets and 
That's kind of what this is. That's it's like, so it's kind of like though. a liquid salad. Yeah. Oh, that's bright um, light effervescent. That's yeah. the kind of thing where you don't know you're drinking alcohol whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a delicious we're gonna, we're drink. We're starting you with that one for that reason. Oh. Okay. Yeah. We just oh, I like. Think it. I like this. Juice. I like that. There's it is. more. Call it the Cosby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. How do we got here? Looky here. Chef now we have. Come on in. The water's fine. Ryan. Ryan. Bagorski. Nice. Somebody could say right. Yeah. How do you say? Appreciate it, Podgorski. Podgorski. Yeah, is that really Polish? Easy. It is. Yeah, my husband's Polish. Marchuka. Nobody has to, can spell that one. <laughs> I have to spell it every time. I spell that and my street name. Both terrible spellings. Look at that beautiful oh, salad. Yeah, it's so beautiful. We have a salad of heirloom tomatoes. It, it, it is the season, right? It's, it's almost August, July, August, September. Uh, they're just beautiful, sweet, tart, ripe. Uh, we make a basil seed vinaigrette, so we blanch basil leaves to make the oil, and then we basil seeds that are actually rehydrated. So you see the little seeds that are floating around in, in the vinaigrette. So they add a little sweetness to it. Has some goat cheese, some toasted pistachio, and red ribbon sorrel. Delicious nice. summer salad. Oh, that looks gorgeous. These tomatoes yeah. are so good. We got some little too. plates over here. Good. We'll pass those around. Do you go down here to the farmers market for we everything? Do. How yeah. great! Exactly. It's so close. Yeah. So convenient. That's what what we really, you know, design the restaurant around is being able to walk down there and grab produce and, and all the fun things. Check it out, though, dude. You're getting what happened? They found out Greg's uh, drinking gin. I'll see you guys later. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what's kind of great about the market access is we can sort of collab with. Chef's dishes, and then how we turn that over into the bar program. So um, it's kind of great to be able to use the same ingredients crossed between the two outlets, which is great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it down there too. It's a fun time. It is. You go down in the morning, they see you. They get they're like, "Oh hi, chef." Exactly. That's what I imagine in that voice. Oh hi. <laughs> what do you want today? You're like tomatoes, whatever he wants. Right. And you get to see all the. Uh, the writers and directors that had hit shows in the 70s. <laughs> That's and true. now they're just sitting around drinking coffee, reminiscing every day. It's nice, though. It's like the old, you know, when the comedians get together at the coffee shops. Right. You know, or the deli. The old directors get together at the farmer's market? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. You'll see. Next time, all of a sudden, you'll go, oh, mm. I get it. I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, they're over getting, you know, they're not getting produce. They're getting, like, um, you know, morning burritos, breakfast burritos. Yeah. Got it. Your thoughts, Greg? How do you like it? I love it. I used to, my grandfather grew tomatoes in the Bronx in uh, the house I was born in. There was a little patch in the back. In the Bronx, you have like a little posted stamp piece of grass in the backyard, and he would grow tomatoes. And it was just like, when they were in season, like they are right now, like all you need is like some good salt, little oil. You don't need much. You let the tomatoes speak for themselves. Exactly. My, my grandfather, the same, same thing. Up in Northern California, he, his claim to fame was red onions and tomatoes. And he would oh, take yeah. me out of the garden when I was really small, and he would have a salt shaker in his back pocket. I never understood it. Oh, my God. So until one day in the middle of the afternoon in August, it was 100 degrees outside. He picked one, shook some salt on it, and, and put it in my mouth and said, this is the best thing you're ever going to have. Oh. And ever since that moment, I don't know, probably six years old, it's... It's, I've, I've had that same connection to just oh, yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Tomato and salt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My so, dad. Oh, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go, you go. You go. Mine's just another tomato story. <laughs> <laughs> you can never have enough of those. Come on. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. 
Just another tomato story. Um, well, these, these are heirlooms. What are your other favorite tomatoes? Really, it, it, any of the heirloom varieties. They, they, they grow little, little guys that they call toy box, and they get different colors and varieties. I like a little bit of a, a green zebra. They're a little uh-huh. bit brighter, tartar, not quite as acidic as these, but not a whole bowl of them. You, you need the balance of, of a good, ripe, red tomato. I actually do have a question about tomatoes. Sure. Because I want to make them. How, what's... Okay, so... You want to make them? No, fried, them fried green tomatoes. Are those ripe or not ripe? Are those... Because there's green variety. It's an underripe tomato, typically in the south. And it's usually the beginning of... Or leading up to tomato season. They, they, they harvest specific tomatoes. So they would be red eventually. Eventually, they'll, they'll turn red. You can That's pick them, happens. put them on the That's counter. That's the morph. They morph they're green and they go to red. They're the veal of tomatoes. <laughs> they are. You guys want another drink? I'm going to bring another drink. Oh, cool. Yes, please. This place is, this is what you talk about. This is, look at, we'll come right oh, back. geez, we'll Brian's out of here too. This yeah. is good. Look at this. These guys are nonstop. Yep. What do you think, Greg? That cheese is so nice that goes with it. It's like yeah, a, get a little cheese on you. Like yeah. a blue cheese kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. Mm. Nice and light. Good thing to start with. Mm-hmm. Oh, more cutlery. I like no, it. No, but my, my dad has all these, you know, who think they think they're in the mafia people because they were bookies, you know. So he's got all these friends that talk like this, and they grow tomatoes. And um, so the one guy who had all the good tomatoes in Sonoma County just recently died. And all the other guys were like, how are we going to get our tomatoes? <laughs> they don't even care that he's dead. They're like, how are we going to get our tomatoes? Do you think we get his wife to let us just grow them back there? That Because the soil he's got, you know, they're so excited. Yeah. So now they found another source for tomatoes. They decided not to bother her and grow their tomatoes at her own home with her dead husband. <laughs> I thought with this chef gone, maybe we'd talk about something other than tomatoes. Oh, you did? <laughs> get into, like, his fetishes or something. <laughs> No, but you dark. know we uh, you know talk about just stuff like we were talking about earlier, right? Um, you, you know more stuff about you guys working oh, sure, together and all, all that juicy stuff. Um, then we, when they come back, I'll pretend to be interested in food again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about how Greg used to get in trouble at work all the time. Oh boy, not really, not on purpose. Not on purpose. Some oh, of it was on purpose. Well, on some of it, yeah. He's a. I mean, this guy's a feisty little fella, but. Just saying the sweetest wrong thing little, at the Sweetest wrong time. man you ever want to... Huh? What's, oh, what well, let me just... The, the best one probably was the... Uh, so he... Greg did warm-up uh, for the show also. He had like 80 jobs, as I mentioned. And um, he was loving He was that. also her dance coach. Yes. He did that. He was a choreographer. <laughs> lots of things So you like want to have a talk show? He got fired eight times from her hair. Yeah. Uh, but he... <laughs> so he's doing warm-up, as usual. And then I guess you were saying goodnight to the audience and saying, you know, thanks for coming, this and that. Do the, you know. And uh, he leaves. And so we used to have this back room behind the, um, I don't know, they probably still do. They called it the experience or the Tom Hanks room. It was like the extra, extra flow of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. The overflow. Yeah, when the, when the show was at its peak or whatever, right. there was so many people that some people would just sit in another room and watch the show being taped. From monitors, at, yeah. At, yeah, on monitors. And then it was like a party in there, though. They'd mm-hmm. like, keep them happy. And Jimmy then Ellen would run in and wave at them or something. And yeah, then, yeah, she'd run And then one of the sometimes. executive producers would uh, 
have her daughter sell her Girl Scout cookies back there, and she would sell a thousand boxes a week. Oh my goodness! She became the national champion. So smart. I don't remember that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, Greg went back there after the show, and every, a lot of times after the show, we'd all go back there somehow. And uh, somebody gave him a blow-up sex doll that was blown up <laughs> sex doll, right. and it was already blown up. And he's just, and this is at Ellen. You know, we're not at a late night thing. Yeah. And um, to be continued. Yeah. You're going to have to remember. I'm Look not going to remember. This. this is all happening. You guys. Interrupt, guys. Wow. No, 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 no. This is not called interrupting. Right. Here, can I grab this real quick? Grab a picture mm, of cheese. it. Cheese is good. Is it goat cheese? Mm. Yeah. Oh, there's more goat cheese. I think. Oh, I guess so. Amazing. Cheese. Mm. Oh boy! Yeah, tell us, tell us all about it. So when we were working on this restaurant a couple years ago, uh, because of this pizza oven that we have here, rotating gas-fired pizza oven, uh, we developed a really great crust. Um, I, I love a mushroom pizza. Uh, this one has a Taleggio cheese on a Taleggio cream sauce on the bottom, roasted forest mushrooms. It's got various different types depending on what's in season. Finish it with a bunch of fresh herbs and an herb ricotta and a herb oil that we rub on the crust right when it comes out. Well, you don't finish it. We finish it. <laughs> this is like... This is going to be... This is a focaccio. It's not pizza, huh? It, 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 it's our version of... Yeah. yeah. Of, it's, it's gorgeous looking. Let me ask you this. My friend has a pizza oven and he has a bag that has live yeast in it. That he then yes. like reproduces oh, really? and keeps going. Yeah. You need that in a restaurant as well. Um, typically, it depends on what type of pizza you're making. Right. Uh, for in, in in my opinion or the way I do it, I use a starter or or a biga, if you will, in Italian for my breads. For the pizza dough, it's a fresh made product that if we retard it for 24 hours and then we use it. Retarding meaning. We make it, mix it, shape it, puts it in the walk-in for 24 hours, and then we come back to it and use it for, for the following day. So it's going on 36 hours by the time you use it. It develops more flavor that way. But it, if you're at home and making a wetter crust, more Napolitino style, if you will, that's where you would want that, that yeast starter. Yeah. He's had it for like 15 years. Same piece of yeast. That's and beautiful. Yeah. It really, really makes it wonderful. Oh, yeah. This is so good. It's so, there's so many flavors on this baby. Yeah. It feels like you just put a whole bunch of butter right up there. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no butter. Really no, good. No butter in it. Well, that's good. Can't even talk. You can tell, like, the better the restaurant, the worse the podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> is good. Um, I, can't, I can't really think of it right now other than delicious. Mm. Jump in there, guys. I've got uh, a drink with you there. Yeah, I saw that, too, a drink. Yeah, I I just wanted to ask Greg really quick, do you have any dietary restrictions? It's a little late. A little deep into it, but uh, you normally ask early on or try to remember, too. Um, Spinach. You can't have spinach? If I eat spinach, my throat tickles, and then it scratches, and then it swells up, and then I have an asthma attack. Oh, and also my lips puff up. There's no spinach, is there? Oh, damn it. Which, li- so bad, I wanted to see that. <laughs> I have an asthma inhaler in my That'd bag. That'd be a new oh, fun yeah, angle yeah. on the show is we invite people down. We know what they can't have, and then we put some in their food, and then the fun begins. Then we see some action. I have an EpiPen if you need one. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll I'm sure there is a few here. 
Just in case, right? You never know. Never know. Restaurants probably always have those. Something that's not been brought up before, Doug. What's that? They're probably all restaurants probably have EpiPen pens on hand, just in case. Well, if we do our job correctly, in theory, we should be asking you at a time. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but not as we should have. Sometimes people we, don't we know check. what they're allergic to, too, though. So. Well, I'm allergic to alcohol, so please tell me about this drink. <laughs> Great. I'll go grab the inhaler. I'll be right back. Um, that is Drink Your Vegetables. Uh, it is a margarita on steroids uh, with a charred Chinese broccoli and black garlic shrub. Um, Gylon broccoli, that's thick-stemmed broccoli with sort of the leafy heads. Um, we trim the stems off to get rid of the bitterness, uh, blend it, puree it with like three different vinegars, two different sugars, and then just a host of ingredients you'd find in more like rustic Asian cuisine. Um, and that's sort of the base at one full ounce of the shrub. And then it's just a margarita around that with a uh, spicy sort of chipotle uh, salt on the side. So you get a little bit of the heat from the salt and then sort of that savoriness from the shrub and then the sweetness on the finish. It's really nicely layered. Yeah. Drink your vegetables. Enjoy. Look at that. Oh, my. That really does do exactly what you were saying at the... the, uh the chipotle salt on the side really fires it up, and then and then the beverage itself is so smooth and cool. It's a really nice combo. You been, Doug, you've become quite a uh, aficionado now of, of sort of these craft drinks. No, I'm just more of a heavy drinker. <laughs> it's more of a problem, really. But mostly, you would order. Am I not right to say a vodka and soda? I, I like yeah, but I but I that's, I enjoy the, trying all the yeah, specialty cocktails. But I but if I'm just drinking for the night, it's just vodka soda. Sometimes just keep it simple yeah. and don't change it up as as the night goes on. A special occasion where you get something like this? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. today. No, no, no. Like uh, like if Very you're on the road. Very special day for us here at Jane Q. That's true. For those just tuning in. By the way, our, thank you for inviting me to this. This is really it's pretty nice. awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice this launch. Is great. Yeah, spot and breakfast. Oh, you guys have breakfast too all day, huh? You do. And you love breakfast. Yeah. What are the uh, What are the hours and stuff? Six a.m. till ten p.m. Uh, during the week, and then the bar upstairs is open till two a.m. on the weekends. Uh, midnight during the week. Does it have a name also, or is it just Everbar? Yeah. Everbar. So the drinks you're drinking are actually from Everbar, and the food you're eating is from JenQ down here. Oh, and then okay. And they serve up their food at yeah. night too. Yeah. yeah. JenQ's food's available up there till ten p.m. as well. So yeah, but the bar doesn't open till four o'clock. So if you want the breakfast in JNQ or the lunch, you got to get in here before four, and then dinner's available till ten o'clock. Yeah. You guys making any money? It's just going to hell in a handbasket. No, yeah. we're probably gonna get out of here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, no, we're doing well. No, but restaurants. Chef, I think are tough. Chef could tell you tell you that more. My than cousin that. opened a restaurant, and she said that a restaurant can live or die. The profit margin is so small that you can live or die by like your linen service, like. One small sure. thing can just put you under. Yeah. Uh, well, a big advantage we have um, for the group we work for, Kimpton, is pretty... Oh, potato. my God. Right. Well, Karen. She hates the Clinton group. Sit on the drinks, then we're done. She was no. physically was... abused by the Clinton group as a child. <laughs> my God. Well, that's, that was scar- that that's a shame, me. but but Kimpton is that's another, another twin. Another yeah, company. Clinton is the evil twin group oh, that we compete fr- against. I was yeah. frightened. That was crazy. And it hurt. I'm going to get a bruise. My own fault, not looking. I wore sunglasses, not good. Um, <laughs> but what'd you say? I'm not even sure now. Potato. Um, potato. You're hot, saying hot, hot potato. The Kimpton group is underwriting this oh, whole thing, so yeah, you can afford they, to. 
comp all your dinners yeah, to Leo DiCaprio while and while sell uh, the hotel. Yeah, it's great. It works out really well for us. You know, Rhea Perlman. <laughs> Rhea comes in. It's all on the arm. Has Barry Bostwick been here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, forgive me. So this yeah, they're sorry. they're no, they're pretty dedicated to the restaurants and bar programs, which sort of helps us. So like, we're not just a mom and pop on the corner that's contingent upon, you know, every little thing hitting. But collectively as a whole, it seems to be seems to be hitting. They keep growing and they keep expanding. Yeah, that's so. the other thing, Greg. You have enough properties, any one can fail. And the more successful ones prop it up. Is that why you have seven podcasts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that a lot. How many do you have? Just two. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Fitz Dog Radio. But still, a is that still bit called Fitz Dog Radio? That's what? Fitz Dog Radio. Fitz Dog Radio, and then there's Childish, which is something I do with, you know, Allison Rosen, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen so That's where I, I saw the cute pictures of you. Yeah, we talk about uh, raising kids. She's got babies, I've got teenagers, and I try to teach her about. Raising kids, and she doesn't really buy it. Um, Well, you know what? Speaking of buying things, let's go to a brief commercial message. Oh. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back. I hope you buy whatever it was that was being advertised. I hope so, too. Because that money goes right into Karen's children's mouths. It really does. They eat money. Those kids. Thank God one of them's going to be away at school. Mm. Now. We'll see. Now what? Tell us the rest of the, the right, story so, you were telling during the. Uh, yeah. The story. The, the, the blow up doll. The blow up doll. Someone brought it. Because also the other thing is just real quickie. Like people were fans of Greg's that would come to the show. They'd see him and they'd get excited because it was Greg. Because he's a comedian. People know him, you know. And, you know, he had the first podcast ever. No, you didn't have one then. No, I, don't, I think it was right after that. But you were like on Howard Stern or something Yeah, like right. That. So uh, they knew him. And, of course, I guess now that I'm putting it together, yeah, I see why they brought you the doll, because you were on Howard Stern a lot. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, uh, he says, oh, okay, well, whatever, you know, thanks. And then he's going to go take it upstairs to the office, to his office. And as he's leaving. And, and you know, ravage it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God only knows he's happy, you know. Keep got the one. darts away. You'll ruin the date. But he's also, like, knowing he has a blow-up doll in his hand at not a good place. So he's but leaving. That is seriously one cherry you don't want to pop. <laughs> no, especially there. Oh, Doug. Oh, Doug. And if so this thing farts, the party's As over. he's leaving, <laughs> and this is as if it was written, a elementary school marching band comes walking by out of the fucking blue. They're going to rehearse, I guess, for the next show. Elementary. Elementary. (laughs) Grade school. And following directly behind them is our executive producer. Mary Connolly. Who (laughs) starts screaming at him. What the? He's like, some guy gave it to me. I don't give a shit who gave it to you. You get rid of that thing right now. God damn it. I, I had the same facial expression as the doll at that point. <laughs> Mouth was a perfect I mean, circle. Well, that was just like he just goes around the corner. It was like out of 30 Rock or something. Here comes these kids. Oh, God. Uh, oh, I laughed so hard. Oh, and then there was a time when I was doing the warm-up. And uh, I was also a writer on the show with, with Karen. And a producer. And then they made us producers. Yeah, so that was their plan. That was their plan. Their evil plan. 
Um, and so I go out there, and it was, I'd never done warm-up before. And so they go, uh, all right, here's what you're going to do. I go, I'm not doing it. They go, you, you got to do the warm-up. I go, I'm not doing warm-up. And they go, well, here's, they told me how much they're going to pay me, which was like my salary all over again. It was like a lot of money. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing warm-up. And it was literally I was like, like you want to split it? He's like, no. <laughs> And it was like five minutes before. The, all I had to do was like right. five minutes. And it was warmed down. It was like, all right, collect yourselves, everybody. Warm down. Take a breath. Relax. <laughs> and, uh, and so the first week, I don't know what to do. And I go, uh, all right, everybody, uh, let's do the wave. Oh, and so I go, when I, when I right. say grapefruit, you guys all do the wave. And I go, grapefruit. And they all do the wave. And everybody's high. It's all housewives in the Midwest. They're all very excited. They're high-fiving. And so I started. A lot of talking. lesbians in the back. A lot of lesbians always in the back. And then uh, they, they seated very, uh, they were very aware on the show of not giving off a lesbian vibe. At first. At first. So the lesbians were in the back row. And, uh, and so I go, I tell a story and then I say grapefruit. I drop that in and they all do the wave. We all laugh. Show starts. Ellen comes out, hits her monologue, Mark starts talking, tells a story says the word grapefruit. I forget that grapefruit's in the monologue. It was in my head, my subconscious, so I said it. Now the audience does the wave. Ellen has no fucking idea what's going on. And she just looks around like, like a dog. At a, and, and, and so she goes, all right, what just happened? And everyone just keeps laughing because they assume she's in on it. And she goes, all right, let's start that again. Redoes the bit, says grapefruit. They do the wave again. This goes on three times. And I'm sitting in the front row with my hands on my face. The, 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 the producers all have the, the microphones and they're screaming to the control room, what the fuck's going on? And then finally they just stop down the taping. And she goes, what's happening? And I run up to the stage and I whisper in her ear, hey, I, I, I explain. <laughs> there was zero laughter from Ellen on that. No, yeah. sometimes there's zero. Most of the time, she, I'll say she does a good laugher, but not on that one. Not on that one. Nope. Not in the first week. How about the one? And the other thing was, we used to watch Greg from the, uh, the dressing rooms and stuff. I mean, at the dressing rooms. So. Why yeah, did they make you room? not the warm-up immediately? Like, how did you keep that gig? How did I keep it? Yeah. Oh, well, how did they not fire me? Why didn't they just say, you don't do warm-up anymore? No, well, it was a genuine mistake. I mean, you know. Yeah. But that was pretty wild. I mean, it, like, it was really A man funny. host would probably fire that person. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she liked me because I also sat in the front row and I had cue cards. And as she was interviewing guests or doing a segment, I would scribble down jokes I thought of and I'd hold them up and she'd do the jokes. So she wanted me in the front row. Right. But she liked you anyway. I mean, it was just like we all were at that first beginning. It was like a little family at first. Yeah. The first uh, the first four months were really fun. And, uh, except for the grapefruit incident. Well, except for the, except grapefruit, for the grapefruit, incident. grapefruit incident. Yeah, and the, the, that, that blow-up doll came much later. Um, but uh, the other one was where you get up there and you go, hey, everybody, we're going to have a great show for you today. And really pay attention to this one because I wrote the monologue. <laughs> 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 and everybody, <laughs> everybody's watching them from their rooms, you know, so Ellie can see it. Oh, Jesus. We're like, Remember that one? Because we'd all write those monologues at first alone. We'd each take turns. Yeah. I wrote her. I wrote her monologue once. Yeah. 
Yeah, you did. For the Emmys. It was very exciting. Oh, did you write on the Emmys? I did, but nothing I wrote got on the Emmys. The only thing that she liked was something she just used as a monologue instead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, no, but you got some stuff on the Emmys. No, I didn't Emmys? get shit in. I don't know if any of us did. No. Is it the same? Was that, we wrote on it, right? Yeah. I wrote on it. <laughs> yeah. I think I wrote on the Emmys. I think, well, she did it more than once. Oh, so she I did it I back did it in your day, time. and you yeah. were gone by the time the Karens right. got me in. I almost said dragged me in, but... <laughs> There oh. were so many great things that came out of that. Well, the, which was, was the so one much where fun. she came out and she goes, I'm the Taliban's worst nightmare. That was before we Hollywood. started. Yeah, that's, that was, yeah. Yeah. That was after us? No. That was before us. Oh. But then she did another one that we helped, that was like with Wanda, Ellen, somebody else. There was like more, multiple hosts. They were trying to do like oh, Emmys okay. in the round. I think that's yeah. the one you went to. Because okay. in the next one... Yeah, anyway. but when I, by the time I got in, she was on fire as a host, and she was kind of over it. And the Emmys were probably that was probably the last time she hosted it. Something. It was. There was yeah, one the where after that. <laughs> there was one where Bruce Valanche came oh. on, and I think he, I think he kind of forced his way in a little bit because he'd always written for the Emmys, and uh, I don't think he was on the short list. Um, and so <laughs> he got on, and then he shows up at her house because we would write it. Oh, house that was for the Oscars. Was that for the Oscars? Yeah, so you did that too. No, I wasn't there. I heard the story. Oh, oh, from oh, from Mike. Yeah, and so, so Bruce Valance shows up, and it's a little awkward when he shows up. Everybody's already there, and you know her house is, of course, filled with like, you know, very expensive ten thousand dollar rocking chairs and everything. Yeah. So Bruce comes in, and uh, everyone's seated down. And there's only one seat left, and it's like this, it's like this antique rocking chair. It's a, it was a stool, actually. It was a, it was a stool. It was a, it was a skinny stool that... You oh, why don't you tell us the story? I wasn't well, there. Well, that you should put a plant on well, or something, Also, maybe. since you know, some people listening to this might be under the age of 50, Bruce Valanche is very... Um, I, 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 he wasn't fat, but he's like a round... He's roly kind of, And a very... Like a cartoon character of a person. Very yeah. tall, too. Yeah. Is he tall? Yes. Oh, he's, good he's, lord. He's a tall guy. He's not like... like I would have assumed he was a little shorter, but he's not. He was a good size. But he always guy. has a crazy beard. He always had a T-shirt on that was like too small and too tight for a roly-poly guy, and, and it would have a stupid, ex- I believe, would have a stupid expression on it. Yeah, like the high C guy. You know, like eat a rock or whatever. Yeah. Like each each time, it'd say something. Like he changed them every day. Why is Karen laughing already? <laughs> So finish the story. So he shows up. I just want to paint him as more of a, yeah, yeah. a, a, of a character. Wear, yeah, oh, no, totally. Like, Look him up. He's famous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to do Hollywood Squares a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. he was well known. He was known as a writer, right? He was, that mm-hmm. his, yeah. he was just a joke guy. He was yeah. like, he really was good at coming up with jokes. And very big yeah. on the award scene. He probably yeah. still is. Yeah. Wrote most of Billy Crystal's best uh, quips, probably. Yeah. Wrote the push-up bit. Probably. And the only reason he didn't work on this was because Ellen brought her own team, in which sometimes the hosts bring a whole team, and then they use, and then, like, I mean, Carrie Fisher was on that year. You know, yeah. it wasn't like it was, this, you know, there was no other people. But it was just like, anyway, they, he came over for the meeting, and, yeah, there was no place to sit. So he went to go sit. Well, there was a couple of places to sit, actually. <laughs> so he went to go sit on one of the places, and Ellen goes, no, 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 no. That's, that's art. That's a piece of art, actually. He's like, oh, you know, he's going to sit down. And then, so he goes to another, and she's kind of embarrassed by it a little bit. You know, she's just like, I, that, that's art also. <laughs> that's also art. You can't sit there. But also. He tried to sit on two different art but things. But they were small, and he wouldn't have been able to fit on them. Yeah. Let's face the facts. So. You would have crushed them. So what he did was, and like I said, he was a taller, he wasn't as short as you might think. 
he went over towards the hearth of the fireplace where we were all sitting around. And he, um, without Ellen seeing, swung his leg over her head so that he could then land on the hearth. And Mike, your friend, saw it from his face because <laughs> almost, just almost just kicked Mike right in the face. And uh, somehow he escaped it without Ellen seeing it, landed on the hearth and just sat there. And it was like a miracle, really, you know, that this had happened. But yeah. the way Mike tells it, it's funny because it's from his point of view where he saw that foot coming. <laughs> oh, I thought he sat on a stool and crushed it. No, no, no. no. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, I wasn't there. He tried. He tried to. He would. I mean, I'm going to say either crush the chair or kick somebody in the face. Any of us would have crushed that thing. Maybe oh, not. Stop Maybe not to you. Protect Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche. But do you I remember? What, did he throw out some good jokes that day? Does he go remember. off privately to figure out his great jokes? His his whole thing for that was he was telling us, you know, these are <laughs> these were yeah the in between things and all this, you know, it wasn't part of our monologues per se. The year I was there was when they had that crazy thing where they had different celebrities uh, singing theme songs from TV shows of the past and they had Donald Trump and uh, Megan oh Mullally singing the theme song from Green Acres so he, oh had, he had this stupid country bumpkin outfit on and she uh, was the you know in a fancy dress or whatever and they sang that song and I've oddly it forgotten was, any it was, time. it was awful I, 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 were you thinking Donald <laughs> Trump was there at the time <laughs> What do you mean? I mean, I knew who he was. I know, I but did like, you think anything about it? Like, did you- I thought, uh, you know, what's this idiot doing? Because he can't sing, so it was just, the bit was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and the farm didn't seem realistic, because was, there was no migrant laborers. Trump threw them all out. No, there's nobody on the farm. What kind of farm has nobody? But just I, him and the I wife. I don't know if I told you this before, but uh, I totally forgot that I flew in his helicopter with him and Ellen. No. I, I totally forgot about it How until many the primaries. How many N-bombs? Oh, all he said the whole time. Oh, we had to do one little bit. We pretended like we dumped Ellen out of his helicopter and she landed in Central Park. It was very small. Very, very short. So it, Was he, he in the helicopter yeah, with you? it was you? me, him, Ellen, and a cameraman. Oh, God. And I didn't even know we were in the air. It's so smooth. And, I, and anyways, we take off and uh, we're done. We're done with the bit, you know? And so, because uh, we had to do one little thing where... He pretended to put makeup on Ellen or something. And uh, he goes, well, since we're up here, why don't we, I'll give you a tour of Manhattan. So we got, got a tour of Manhattan. The whole thing, what he said the whole time was, you got to get property in Manhattan, Ellen, New York City. That's pretty much all he said the whole time. Uh-huh. I didn't think much of it. I, we got done. This was like in 2004. I don't know. Something like that. Five. Mm-hmm. And uh, the primaries happened. And the debates happen, and all of a sudden it hits me. I totally forgot I ever did that. Yeah. And it, and it was so weird then, you know? And now it's just like every morning. Like, my son came in this morning, and he goes, he goes, interesting news, Mom. Very interesting. And I'm like, what did he, Donald Trump do, you know? But it turns out he, he heard from a pickle company he'd written to. <laughs> he heard from the wife? A pickle company. He'd he'd a pickle <laughs> company. So that's the interesting news, mother. <laughs> but I every morning I hear something like that, and I think somebody blew up. Something happened. I'm like a wreck every morning when I wake up because yeah. of that man. Yeah, yeah you got to relax. I, it's right. I know, it's not that easy, but now just it's, I don't find whatever way you can because uh, I mean this extra level. We were just watching on the news before we left today. 
uh, they're saying the extra stress levels that people have just thinking they're going to be in a mass shooting or something oh, are I just know. off the charts. And you just got to, you know, are you worried about winning the lottery? No. Well, that's what these people are doing is they're losing a lottery. Like, it's a, it's not happening everywhere all the time, but it's happening enough for us to know about it. And so the, it's like being afraid of uh, modern a- aviation, like commercial airlines. Like no one's and I'm scared of that No one's too. died in, in a plane in years. Yeah, you're right. You know, no, I, I think that's CB like domestically. I think I worry more about my kids than about me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that, but that's just going to be there regardless of how terrible the world is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because everything's so random. Yeah. So you're just the worrying is you can't avoid that. Yeah. But it's that extra level of worrying. That anxiety. About, that anxiety about these. You know. Unfortunately, they ha- they're happening way too much and need to stop, but uh, it's all so random. By the way, did we come all the way out here for a, one slice of tomato and a slice of pizza? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where's the, where's the yeah. rest of the food? Too bad, yeah, too bad you're not enjoying guy? all this delicious I can, alcohol. I just want you to come so I can see you again. Definitely, talk. definitely have some more of the water. <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, they're open for business and... Uh, I mean, that's and they're like making cocktails and food for the customers over there, but they'll, I think they'll come back. It's just funny the way they scurry as soon as we start talking about something. Yeah, that's not it's funny because every d- episode is different. Like the last one we did, the chef sat with us the whole time, yeah. pretty much ran it. She and would just t- turn and tell people what to bring. She was a top chef lady, yeah. so she'd been on TV a lot. <laughs> but uh, so she knew a, she knew a, she knew a mic. You know, she was a, she was a personality. Mm-hmm. I'll say the customers here are very good looking. Really. Mm-hmm. Look at that woman. Isn't oh, she lovely? Oh, he She's not a customer, but yeah. yeah. She works here. Oh, yeah? Oh, she works here, too. <laughs> this is one of those places where everybody works here. That's why I asked yeah. her if they're making any money. They just take a seat and have a little yeah. espresso during the downtime. Yeah. Oh, they're coming over with more drinks. Uh-oh. Yeah, they are. Look at oh, them. No. Yeah, You're going to be drunk. Look, look, by the way, Doug is finishing these drinks. I just noticed that. Oh, this looks really interesting. Wow. What? Look at this. Okay, let me grab that from More food. I guess we... You guys done with the tomato? No. I don't want to waste it. Let's not waste it. Yeah, get some more tomato. Especially with that cheese. Well, you describe it. What do we have here, Chef? Well, I don't know if you've ever seen avocado toast before in California. But we happen to do one here as well. Um... This one, we, we, we have a lot of fun with our avocado toast. You can add bacon, add smoked salmon, get a poached egg on it. People want to put another piece of toast on top, make a sandwich out of it. But we serve it like a tartine open-faced. Uh, toasted seven-grain bread, Haas avocados, mixed with some good olive oil, malt and salt, black pepper. This mm. one's got a little smoked salmon, pickled red onions, thinly shaved radish, and a soft poached egg. So crack into that yolk and crack in, or Greg right. could do it. Good call. It's amazing Get, how you hide the fork. spinach in there. You so you ground up the spinach. <laughs> well, yeah. We, so we blanch it first, and then we grind it into it. So the green, you know. I just want to see the I want to see the lips swell. That's all. Yeah, yeah they. Ready? Oh, look at that! Oh, oh yeah, nice. baby. <laughs> Of all the things to say. I don't know. <laughs> look at it, though. Just look at oh, it. Perfect. I love it. I love it. It's yeah, perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, and then go ahead and cut. Do we, should we put, do, we do a little bit of the, two the halves, salt I think, on top? Or already has There's it. four. There's already four. Yeah, I cut it up for you guys. Oh, beautiful. Let's make beautiful. it easy. Four halves. You can put a, I love it. 
Mm. That's okay. This is exactly what we need. Oh, well, maybe I do need that. Like, oh, boy, yeah. This is oh, good thanks. stuff. Yeah, wow. This is, to me, the perfect breakfast. Or brunch, I suppose. Lunch, or lunch, lunch or dinner, yeah, or uh, anything. But I generally will have uh, uh, some kind of egg oh, that's good. in the morning on something. Oh, and this has got everything on it, too. The salmon. Oh, boy. And tell us about this uh, cocktail. Oh, man. Uh, sure. So this is called Sewa. Uh, <laughs> it is a avocado-based cocktail, believe it or not. Um, what? Yeah, so it's, I'm turning you on to gin again there, bud. Um, St. George Terroir Gin, our good friends from up in Northern California, um, at the base. And then it's kind of, think of it kind of like a gin gimlet, um, again, elevated. Uh, so it's fresh lime juice, um, a little bit of agave syrup that we make here, and then um, chef's avocado mousse, actually, um, that he rotates in and out of the menu sometimes. We take like a heaping bar spoon of that and shake it up real good into the cocktail. Um, and it sustains and keeps like that um, really nicely. So yeah, so it's an avocado gin-based cocktail, yeah. Let's say, well, there's a little bit of uh, chili flake on the top there too for some spice if you're into that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I was into that on our last one, so right. we'll see how it works this time. Oh my goodness. Karen. What a pretty restaurant, by the way. That is so good. Thank you. You want to try a little? I'll take a, take a little nipper off of there. Mm. Oh, right? God, they're so refreshing, your drinks. Oh, Thank my you. God. They're yeah. really, like, they do, and I this, do like the that. way you, I mean, I'll just come in and say, give me gin and whatever else you want to put in there, because <laughs> normally I do not want gin, and you, yet you manage to make it work. I nice. love it. It seems like you take the salads that people don't eat, and you grind them up, and then you put them with gin. <laughs> Is that what your bartender does? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all we. That's all we got. Yeah. Well, I think you know, bright light summer day and JQ pairings here. So, but we, I'll look. I'll stir you some whiskey and some bitters and some vermouth anytime as well. I mean, if you want to sip on something on a big rock, we can do that for you too. But um, now, you know, being part of the whole drinks, yeah. being part of the whole Clempton family, do they send you <laughs> Kim, to other Kim properties? Kim do they Kim just Kim. tell you like now you're going to Clempton? Now you're going to Clempton, Cleveland to yeah. like open a new yeah, one? Yeah, I went to Hillary Clinton's first. Uh, that was a little aggressive. I had to get out of there. George Clinton in Parliament. George Clinton and the Funkadelic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We diversify. Um, no, no, yeah, do no, they, 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 they ship you around the country though? They have. I've gone to a couple different openings for them. Yeah, to help um, with sort of consulting on bar openings and bar trainings. So you're and there stuff for like, like a few yeah. months. Depends. Um, uh, it's usually a couple weeks, um, or I mean, depending, but typically a couple weeks, and then. Um, and then, and when then, you're there, will you you'll Airbnb? Will you take a lover? <laughs> 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 this is the point of the show where I'm going to turn it back to you guys so I don't get in trouble. My chef is sitting right next to me. Well, you're a handsome man. I would imagine. Yeah. That would probably work out all right for you. But yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm taking. I'm, her name's Leia. she got four legs. That's oh, yeah. Let's see that. Right there. Yeah. I brought you each one. So this is our Emmys menu from last year that we did. Oh, I thought oh, I had three. I'll grab cool. you one more. Wow. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll get you one more as well. Oh, um, so we, do, we did our first annual Emmys menu last year, the Everbar Bunch, and then it's 10 cocktails in tribute to Emmy nominees from the year. We've got the next one coming up at the end of the month in September. We're going to run it through October as well. Um, but all sort of drinks in tribute to TV shows or TV films. And then we do one for the Oscars every Ooh, year. Oh, there's a crossword well. puzzle. What is this crazy thing for Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> it's a drink inside of an ice block. 
Yeah. And then you have to like take a torch to it to get the drink out in order to get to it. Yeah, that was a super fun one we did last year. That's amazing. Thanks, man. Yeah. We try to have fun here, man. Keep it. Well, we're gonna come back if that's what you're doing over here. We thought this was like one of those serious places. Look at that! Look at that little Rick and Morty Morty. pickle on there. It's got a little pickle on it. <laughs> I'll get you another one too. Sorry, this I thought I had awesome. three. That's yeah, you right. can take. You can look at you guys can take we those can with share. you. We can share. We know each other. We go way back. I'll bring us out Stranger Things, the yeah. Crown. For the Crown, it's actually Earl Grey tea with guess what in it? Gin. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> Not making that up. You're gonna. I love it. I love. It. I promise. We we pour more than I promise. But yeah. Now I know that the full name of this place is Jane Q Gin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dan wanted to make it. Gin Q, but didn't really. It's It's so funny because my team gives me flack for that all the time. Um, we've, we've elevated a lot of our agave, like our our tequila and our mezcal selection, because California's really, really uh, sort of pushed that uh, to the forefront. But um, not no, after we up, get that wall. Up, I grew up shaking and spinning gin, so it's it's just kind of what I fall back on. But yeah. Well, you're I, doing a great job with it. And um, where yeah. does the name Jane Q come from? I'm going to let Chef handle that one. It, it's kind of, <laughs> we like to think of it as the restaurant for everyone. So John Q, Jane Q, meaning it, you know, oh. we're accessible. We, we do find elevated. Stay out, fellas. I get it. <laughs> John Q, JQ, yeah. public. No, yeah. but it's. For the public good, yes. Yeah, so yeah. No, so that, is, that is very nice. Food for the public good. So it kind of plays with the name and, you know, it gets you to come in and, and be comfortable and enjoy some really great, great food and drink. Yeah, I love it. I don't like some of the restrictions I see in the window. You really covered all the bases. No cigarettes, no marijuana, no vape. <laughs> Did you have an issue with that? Were people vaping in here? Oh, no, that's just for the patio there. Oh, that's for the patio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in here it's cool? So inside you can just light a bong, dude. Yeah, you can have children in their pajamas. I love What's it. What's going on over here? I mean, this is how we should be able to dress if we want. It's like, that's the best, you know, you get on yeah. a plane I like mean, that. It's probably just getting takeout, though. Oh, yeah, probably. Well, that's the thing is if you stay in this hotel, what's the hotel called? It's the Kimpton Everly Hotel. Kimpton Everly. Everly. Yes. So the Clinton Everly, and if you're staying here with your family, that's the thing is you come down, your little kids in pajamas, and you just want to grab a bagel or something. I bet you come into this place, you walk out, they soak you for 38 bucks for some kind of a, I mean, what's the cheapest thing on the kids' menu? Do you have a kids' menu? Chicken fingers. How much are the chicken fingers? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> he, just he just makes delicious chicken perfect, fingers, Greg. Perfect answer. Also, the kid always wants to we come back for more. We didn't mean to go more. all 60 minutes on you. We didn't know Greg was an investigative <laughs> reporter. We didn't know he was here on behalf of Ralph Nader. <laughs> what are these baby charts? Yeah, my kid will always order like three entrees. Oh, like they have no idea that it right. costs money. I they want this, this, and this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nader, Nader back end like helped the Clintons, didn't he? Isn't that how that worked? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He he dropped out of the race yeah. and really helped uh, the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the Funkadelic reference. That was better. Yeah. Oh man. So how did you Thank start? You did you start as a bartender then? Yeah, I, I bartended for this group for the better part of. I've been working in bars since I was like 14 years old. I was barbacking and bussing tables at an Irish pub on the south side of Chicago, and then. Went to college and did all that stuff and just was like, nope, I'd rather go back to working in bars. So, yeah. Really? I, um, yeah, I was bartending with them in Chicago for a long time and then moved out here to open this place with Chef. Um, yeah, I've kind of made a career out of it, ironically. Didn't mm. expect to. That's but, so yeah. cool. Yeah. So you're a good team. Yeah. You're a good team together. 
We try. Yeah. Are you are you from? I'm sorry. Are you from Chicago too? I am not. I am uh, born in Florida, but raised in California, northern and southern. But yeah, when Dan came on board, we we really tried to create a, a as you can see in his cocktails, kitchen focus or kitchen driven, where he's able to utilize things that we use in the kitchen throughout the seasons and, and make fun stuff with. Them. So yeah. all of all of his background of uh, gin. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm not gonna let that yeah. out. Am I? Well, I mean, I was gonna ask you that. Like, if you're if you're overseeing, hey, what like vegetables that. you got? I'm gonna throw some gin on them. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a cup. Then everybody in the back has to try it. Not another one. I don't want Brussels sprouts gin. Yeah. It's too much juniper, man. Come on, vegetables uh, in a blender. Yeah, that's it. the broccoli yeah. one wasn't even green. I didn't get it. It's for, very interesting. This is great for vegan alcoholics. Mm. It's good for the liver. So. Let me ask you this, so how do you control your drinking when that's what you do for a living, and how do you control your eating? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you ever met a chef and a bartender before? They just do it up, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, what are you? Put that back in there. What's yeah. you trying to... Well, but I mean, uh, let's, okay, question. just jump right in, Greg. How much cocaine does it take? <laughs> Uh, you got you got to find balance, man. That's one of the biggest challenges. Are but you do drink? Oh yeah, I drink like yeah. a fish. Yeah, so you, but you like you do like little tasters, straws all the oh, time the when job? you're making yeah, a job. We you know? taste. We yeah. have to taste. That's part of the gig. You have to quality control, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely it. But but as a as a professional drinker, if you will, or chef as a professional eater, you gotta you gotta find balance. Nothing in excess. I know right? it's so, so hard though, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Oh, it's really hard. Just just like you know, when you watch the, all the bartenders. Drawing every drink to taste and make sure it's right. It's the same thing with food. You're constantly eating throughout right. the day. Mm. And, you know, after 20 years, you have uh, high blood pressure because you <laughs> eat too much salt. Yeah. And there's things like that that happen. And, you you know, once you figure out how to change it, then you have to adjust what you eat and how much you eat throughout the day and, and then live a better lifestyle at home. Mm. But it's not, a, it's not an easy balance yeah. to say that. That would be tough. Also, you work such crazy hours in this job, you probably don't have time to, like, go to a gym or anything, right? I drive by one every day. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but you're walking you around and moving. Is it a good eyeball in? Yeah, you're on your feet pretty much all day. I mean, yeah. it's what, it's what that's you true. Do, so, so it's you know, it's keep, keeping active at least. You know. Yeah, there's a there's a pretty. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good question. It's a serious question too because there's a lot of there's a lot of that in our industry, and it's um, it's important again to find that balance. But the beautiful thing about it is we have a it's sort of like a built-in community of support. You know, when it comes to that. Um, and and people tend to lean on each other with you know checking each other checking each other on their health checking each other on their drinking or their eating because because it, it can it can it can turn real quick but um, there's a lot of su- support structure in the community itself where mm. um, we kind of help police each other um, yeah there's you know little online or hashtags pay them dues is a thing that's been trending lately where you know you got to earn your booze. Um, so you get your ass to the gym to earn the drinking you're going to do later in this industry. It's inevitable. I'm sure you guys experience some of this in your industry, too. Um, but it's, oh, yeah. it's important. Yeah. It is very important to find that balance because we've seen it a lot. Um, yeah, we work in that world. I mean, people around us in comedy clubs, are they're all drinking. They have to. There's a two-drink minimum. Yeah, that's right. But also, you know, you're around late, hanging out. Yeah. You know, especially when you first start, I'd say. Yeah, it's tr- it, it, it can be very tricky for all of, you know everyone involved in comedy Networking. or restaurants. <laughs> but uh, but thanks for bringing us down, Greg. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice time. 
<laughs> announcing where there's going to be some... It was an interesting, you know... No, it was. I liked usually, that. I was usually, making a little joke. Usually our comedy guests don't go so deep. They try to keep it light, but Craig doesn't care. Oh, he dives no. right in. He wants to know about who he the, his lovers know, are. He wants, you know, he's also, as an interviewer, I think you're, you know, good at going after, you know, what is an interesting take that people haven't heard already. Well, I just, I'm curious because... Uh, you know, you guys are at the forefront of this stuff. This is like, you're in L.A., you're in one of the coolest restaurants. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious about what it's like. You know, what it's, kind of money do you make? They're rock stars. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty great. They're rock stars these the, days. You yeah. want to know, too. It's you know, awesome. the Food Network has really I mean, made, uh, you know, yeah. oh, even, totally. if, even if you haven't won one of those silly competitions or something, just, just being in the game is so sexy right now. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, right. It's a fun way to be creative too, and still make money. You know, like we all can't be comedians and such. So right, like, so um, he comes up with hilarious drink names. I just blend gin with vegetables and <laughs> make money. It's yeah. It's he calls it "What's Up, life. Dick." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of carrots in there. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll be back with a round of gin oh, shots. Oh, gin shots! Warm gin shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you another copy of this, though. You guys can take them. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you so guys. much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very this much. This is so awesome. Are you kidding this me? Was, uh, we're, uh, we're good, right? I think we did it. What do you yeah, think? We did it? amazing, yeah. What? So good. Done eating? Yeah, I think we did it. Yeah, yeah I, think we ate, I think we ate a lot. Yeah, eat your crust, young man. Yeah, actually, the crust is the best part of the pizza. It really is good, and all of it is good. Oh, uh, okay. I'll leave that. Yeah, I'll leave that. Tell yeah, me, thanks, uh, guys. Keep eating. Enjoy. Yeah, thank Tell you, Get some more of that. Tell me the TV show that you're working on, Karen. I waited till you shove food in your mouth. A uh, little big shots. Well, we've just been working on remotes right now with Melissa McCarthy. She's the host. And, um, and then now she's filming a movie in Atlanta, so we're just going to work in the uh, studio without her at the, and uh, make the show for next uh, March. These are the ease. That's the thing people don't realize about writing. Yeah. Is... There's in the down cycle, it can be really easy. There can be days where you just don't do a lot. Um, well, let's not bring let's not bring attention to that with this particular. I've got. Well, that's um, the thing about comedy some are hard, writing some are too, easier. though. Is comedy writing is, uh, you know, it's it's strange in that you could just sort of sit and focus for a little while and bang out a bunch of things, and then there's only so many different things you're going to come up in that moment so you sort you're of writing for stand-up or writing for writing TV? For, for whatever yeah. like if your job is just to be there all day writing you know i you know but it's i'm just glad they don't put a a meter on anybody because oh, they, oh there's lots because, of shows because sometimes they do oh fuck yeah there's like all these late night shows everybody's like keeping score it's weird yeah they when i wrote for bill maher you had to write 40 monologue jokes by 11 a.m and then if they and then when they put them into the scripts, they put the writer's initial next to the joke if you oh, wrote it. Rough. So it was like a scorecard every day yeah. of how you did. If you if you didn't score any jokes that day, it was really like yeah, that hurts. Stressful. Out of forty, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, but it's also he's seeing too many jokes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I agree. Like as a performer, I don't want to see that many jokes. Well, like, he's not even seeing them all. Usually, the head writer will. Oh yeah, wean somebody else will winnow it down. But like, you know what I mean? Like, if I was the guy that has to say it, too many options just leaves you like, well, why do I have a staff it's, if they're not narrowing it down to? 
It's competitive. Exactly. It's very competitive in the, uh, once you get over to that late night area, I find, compared to other shows of any kind, game shows, variety, whatever. It's like it's more, you a little still, more kickback. But part of your job is you could still stare at a wall for an hour and say, I, I was, I'm trying to come up, you know, I'm trying to, I'm working on this thing and you don't know when it's going to pop into your head, you know? Yeah. So maybe sometimes you have to go bowling for a couple hours. Oh, yeah. When we worked on one show together, I used to go to the Grove sometimes for lunch. <laughs> and then I'd swing by the Apple store. <laughs> yeah, you just take a long-ass lunch because you... We would work late, it's not like it's not like you can just come... You know, like, jokes aren't just like they appear on command. Yeah. It's, everybody has a process. Yep. Yeah, and that show... Well, at the very least, like, I like being in a room where people are just saying funny right. stuff and trying to be funnier than each other. Because that, you know, I think that... That's fun. Then I get excited in the competition aspect of it and trying to make all my colleagues laugh. Absolutely. A lot of these shows, you're just off on your own. Write a thousand top ten jokes. Mm. It's just yeah. like, oh, what a fucking yeah. nightmare. And Because everyone else is doing the same thing, so you're all submitting stuff that's, like, churned out rather than really, like, this is the one. Yeah. And <laughs> you, you know? feed off each other. That's the thing about, like, the last job I worked on, we didn't even have offices. We just had a writer's room. And you just sat in your chair and you put your bag behind you and that's how you spent eight or nine hours a day. You eat lunch at your desk and just keep pitching. But like a good showrunner, the rule is there's no bad pitch. Somebody says something, instead of going, no, that sucks, what else? You go like, all right, well, what if? And you play with it a little bit and you see if it goes. And it may not go anywhere, but like the idea that a room full of people might find something out of that idea... It starts organically because there's usually if you hire the writer, they're funny. And there's a reason why they had this gem of an idea or I'm sorry, a seed of an idea. Probably not a gem of an idea. <laughs> and then you see if there's something in it through, you know, group dynamic. That's right. We're going to kill this last and that's, one. Or? Have it. Yeah, do it. Dude. And that's really? the fun part. Yeah. Like sitting to around with honest. Melissa couldn't have been more fun. I mean, it was one of the highlights for sure. Melissa McCarthy. Her and her husband, Ben, I was dying. But what happened to that? Rushing. What that's still going? Well, now they're in the now. So that all, all the remote, all the stuff is done that we did with her right now. She, she went off. We did a whole bunch of like really fun. Uh, all right, so like one of the kids. Uh, so it's all about these little kids that are extraordinary kids. You know, they do great things. And this one little kid rides around. He's about seven. He's adorable. He rides around on a little on a little tiny cop motorcycle, and he goes to old people's senior citizens' homes and he gives people tickets for being too cute in a cop outfit. And you're just dying. These, these people won't let go of them. Where do you get a, a, a hold of this idea? Is like his parents make him do it? We talk to the mom. She has no idea. None of the other kids are into but this. But he tells old people they're cute. He goes and he gives them a ticket. It says you're too cute. You're, you, you're, uh, you get a, Whose idea so, was that? His. Really? It's his. That's what the, the mom What a weird little kid. I mean, it's adorable, but what a weird. The mom laughs at every single thing because the kid is so cute. And then he gives people roses to it, the old people's houses, and he listens to their stories. And he wants to be a police officer by night. And in the day, he wants to be another kind of police officer where he goes on the beach in one of those dune buggies. <laughs> He's got it all planned out. He's only seven. Let me tell you something about that kid. He's smart because he knows he's getting in these old people's hearts. They're going to die. Some of them They don't leave have, money. They, they leave, leave random money. money. Yeah, That's right. Or they'll leave their he good luck He doesn't even know term. how smart he is. Right. Yeah, you should keep tabs on those old but, people. But, you know, so we had fun like that, and you can imagine some of the okay, things well, that Melissa did. Okay, what's the show called? Did. It's called Little Big Shots. Okay, and it's, Steve like, it's for Steve Harvey's done it for, like, six years. Who's playing this show? 
uh, NBC. It's a primetime show. And the idea is they'll like kind of put like Melissa McCarthy is the producer and host, and but she does a lot of throwing to stuff. Like exactly. she's not always on camera. That's right. She does. She'll do a lot of stuff with the kids. Like let's say that kid. Let's say let's say Melissa didn't go out with that kid and do some fun stuff with him. She he might come to the studio and show what he does uh, around the offices or something. Yeah, she could talk to him. And she there. talks to him and interviews him. You know, and we, yeah. yeah. Well, so our job is now to think of all the different weird stuff we're going to do with all these millions of kids that are coming yeah. through. So you, so you, inter- interesting, letting them shine. So you've done Melissa all of funny. her stuff for the first season. Just no, no. She'll still host the rest of the show. She'll we'll come in and the and, and when we do a studio, she'll come in and host the studio. Well, how are you getting like a long, such a long lunch hour at such distant places in L.A. for the next three days, today, tomorrow, and the next day? Well, I only I'm only this week have to work from home. <laughs> <laughs> and you I'll, live in the Clinton Hotel, and, <laughs> and I don't really have to go in full time till the 9th of September. I've been working since June. I'm right. some jobs some jobs you're there for 12 hours a day, and some jobs you have the coolest bosses on earth. Well, this is my way of telling the listeners that there's that schedule coupled with my schedule. Then when restaurants want to have us. Plus, when we can get an awesome guest. So it's all, you know, it's trickier to put together than we have been thinking. And uh, so I just want to throw it out there that we're going to just post episodes as soon as we make them. And they won't necessarily be one a week. This week, there'll be three. Other weeks, there might be none. But, you know, hang in there with us until we get maybe in a position where we can have a more regular schedule. The basic idea is just Karen and I would not see each other at all if we didn't do this podcast. Right. <laughs> at seven years you've been doing it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Because seven years ago, we were both like, yeah, we don't hang out enough. And honestly, except for an occasional thing, we only see each other when we do this. But we do this. We've been doing it regularly for seven years. And eating for free every time. Shh. <laughs> Shut These guys don't know yet. It. We tell them that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> And every time. Oh, oh by the way, like the old uh, Roger Rittenhouse, after every meal with other people, would always say, "This is the awkward part." As he like, you know, t- touches his pockets. <laughs> you know, he he'd, he'd always, he'd always yeah. act like he doesn't have any money on him. You know, like, but he waits till the end of the meal. You know. Oh, let's have Roger on sometime. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Uh, and I, you um, know what? I never get sick of you. What's that? I never get sick of you. Well, we don't see each other enough. I see so <laughs> after this next three days, let's see what happens. Yeah, this next three days is gonna be. I annoy him more because I say stuff wrong on the on mic and stuff. You don't say yeah. stuff wrong; you just don't do it right. <laughs> 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 no, my favorite is she'll sometimes. You haven't done it a lot lately. She'll just start a second conversation with somebody else, at, like at the table. He's and right. I have to like poke her and be like, "This is a podcast. Like, <laughs> you know, this isn't." We're, a Robert Altman a, movie. This isn't a party. Yeah, yeah, people are listening in on a party. Wait, who did she start talking to? The, Someone? The, like the, like the, the chef. But I'm saying, like, if you and I were talking about something, okay. she'd start up another conversation at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah, not, star- not start up. She'd respond to somebody out loud and I, I, then start talking more. I think there's four more. mics that everyone hears something different from. Well, she also, thinks, really one. <laughs> she also thinks, yeah, she also forget. I do it too. Like, I'll be sitting here high and drunk and just completely forget that we're, like, I'll go, oh, shit. Watch after, what you're saying. Like, after your, this after, is a podcast. After your uh, getting dug with high shows, 
Those are always fun. Yeah, sometimes we'll do Getting Done With High, like two, two and a half episodes, and I'll go straight into, you know, one of these. No. Yeah. Oh, oh. So I'm perfectly hungry, but uh, maybe not the greatest He's like, what was this again? Talker. It's sitting right in front of us. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> so so what is, is this you, avocado? Yeah, yeah. And so what you know it? you have to carry that episode? No, I mean, Carrie's there's always not the a, right word for it because he still talks and we have fun. And there's and between of the people from the restaurant and the comedian guests, like the other thing that's interesting about it is the person sitting where you are right now. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time asks a lot of questions, is excited about it. Like everybody really digs in, like everybody kind of is sitting at home going, well, when I'm on a food thing. I'm going to participate. Yeah. And then they do when they, when they get here, except for Wayne Fetterman. <laughs> what did Wayne do? I knew that would make you laugh, but then he did the quiet off mic laugh, <laughs> to make, opening his mouth really big. The Muppet but laugh. Giving, but giving nothing. Yeah. Well, in case you were going to just say why, maybe. Because he's always polite to, you know. We had a long conversation. He had never heard of a Crostini. And it was really at the bulk of the, bulk of the episode. He hadn't had a lot of food, and, um, <laughs> and he didn't like. And he wouldn't. He's a admit, self-admitted p- picky eater. The problem was, but he's he's the only guest we ever had spit something back onto the plate no. after trying while trying there. it with the chef sitting right wow. there. And she makes great food, by the way. That was Chef Elise. From, oh yeah. From, oh man, oh, yeah, she makes she's some good. good stuff. Do you return to places if you like them? She never worked again after Wayne did that. <laughs> um, we, had, we had chefs go to the... It's true. I tease Wayne. I love Wayne, but it's so funny how he was just not... the. He was the only time we've had somebody that didn't... Wasn't really that into participating. it's always good food. I mean, it's... It's always good restaurants bringing you their best stuff. Yeah. I mean, we've had... We've and even you, had could, you could pass on something that's, like, definitely not your cup of tea. Right. But anyway... That was uh, funny. It's that's, been, that's the it's one, been one. a fun ride, and this is our third to last episode. No! <laughs> what? You no, just no, said no. we're going to try to talk. No, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going, but, the, but we're going to have three boom, 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 and then we'll see. After that, it's all on yeah, a we'll see basis. Yeah. Well, see, you're smart, though, because my podcast, like, I started before people had hooks, and it was just... Let me get some funny people to sit down. And you've been on my podcast many times. Have you been on my podcast? I don't think Probably. so. Probably. Yeah, you must have when I was. May- maybe. Maybe. So, and, and still, she still should. You guys yeah. have so much in common. Yeah, we so many good stories. Yeah. in trouble talking about Ellen. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, tr- see what what com- we'll see what comes out of this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what kind of trouble can you get into? Oh, I went on the Howard Stern show and I talked about the show. But you were still Are working work for her? her? No. Oh, really? No, and I got a call. My lawyer got a call. Oh, well, we didn't say anything on this show. Oh, really? What the lawyer... I mean, it was just sort of cease and desist? Or? Apparently, we signed a uh, non-disclosure oh, yeah. agreement. Yeah, but what we're talking about is you. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. But how much... How could she... <laughs> How could she afford to have anybody know that she threw money at uh, suing a former writer for saying something? Because the, then the, what you said would become even more public. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, it was out there, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just the lawyers just send those things out and just hope for the best. Had you heard about that? Oh, yeah. You going on Stern? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were still at the show at that point? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, when was it? Do you know? It was a long time ago. I don't remember. Because, but if you tried to not talk went, about her, Stern would just be relentless. Well, that's what happened. 
And so I just said a couple, <laughs> I said a couple small things. And uh, yeah, it was, it was swift and harsh. Well, you know. That's interesting. But I was going to say, like, you have the idea because, like, your podcasts are all things that are fun that people want to come and do. And nowadays, like, if I ask someone to do my podcast, like, I just asked uh, Isla Fisher because I did the David Spade show with her last mm-hmm. week. And uh, I didn't even ask her. Atel said you should do his podcast. Right. And then she goes, she goes, well, do I have to talk about personal stuff? And he's like, yeah. And she was like, no. And that's what people are afraid of if you just do a one-on-one talking podcast. Right. Because that's what so many people do to you. They just put you on the spot mm-hmm. for an hour. Yeah. Which isn't what I do. I just make things awkward and see what happens. Here's what Greg would do at work. He'd go, um, he'd put his hand on your thigh and he'd go like this. What, uh, Guess what out. state I'm Guess thinking of right Wait, now. wait. That's, I, I got that. I thought that was a Tony Kameen thing. Uh, Not that I know of. Tony Kameen. I, I, I got it from Tony Kameen, so he must have got it from well, you. The bit, I've well, never known him. It's a bit that comics do. Yeah, but he's and, one of my best friends. I've never known him to do that. I've only known you to do it. Well, you put your hand on the thigh, the inner thigh, <laughs> and you go, guess what state I'm thinking of right now? And no matter what state the person yeah, right. says, you immediately move your hand up closer to their groin <laughs> yeah, and you I go, love that bit. wrong, guess again. <laughs> I, I share that with people all the time. It's a fun bit to like be like, uh, if you're on a date, go like, you know... Oh, I have a friend that would do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, pawn it off on somebody else. Because um, then also, do... if they don't laugh, then you're, you know, okay, we're done. We're, we're done. done here. I've, I've stepped over a line and it didn't work out. No, you're going all in. <laughs> you're going all in. And but, you're... You, but you can start so low. You can start so low on their leg and so gentle. That's not the way I do it. I go Because it's I go funny mid-thigh. to me, like, as soon as you start to move up, that's the joke. Yeah. Like, he gets that, away if they don't laugh at that point, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. whoa, shit. Right. I've, this, right. I've, I've misjudged this. I've done it with total strangers at dinner parties. <laughs> and, and start mid-thigh, and I go, and it's a generous move up towards the groin no, on the first no, guess. No, no, no. no. <laughs> generous yeah, no, move. No. <laughs> Oh, we gotta talk to. Funny, I gotta Greg. ask Tony you, about that. Uh, I want to know if he thinks. Yeah, he maybe thought of maybe it. he does do it. I remember somebody <laughs> did it to me. Might have been Kevin Meany, back at. Oh, uh, Meany might have done it to both of you. Yeah, yep. and you both just ran yeah. with it because yeah. as soon as I learned it, I loved it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's so good. It's a, it's a funny <laughs> laugh that you get from people because they're creeped out, they're surprised. And they're titillated and they're laughing. Like it's all funny. these emotions happen at once. So try it at and home. And they're titillated, and if you like he it, said. If you like it, write in to Doug's email. What's your email address? It's um, Doug Loves Inner Thighs at <laughs> Gmail. And it's G E E, like G mail. No, I got to run home and get that, that address. <laughs> you get it at run your house? Run home. I can't do it on my phone. <laughs> I only sign up. I only make new web addresses uh, <laughs> at home. Greg, what but do you have anything to plug, yeah, Greg? Yeah, what's, uh, what's, 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 what's going what's on? Well, there's the podcast, obviously, and uh, go to uh, my Twitter is at Greg Fitzjoe. Instagram, a lot of posts. But then I got dates coming up in Seattle, uh, Vancouver, Dallas, Houston, uh, San Francisco, uh Cincinnati, a whole bunch of them. Go to fitzdog.com and you can get tickets. Where are you going to be at? The Funny Bone? The Improv? All of those. Cobbs? All of those. No. F- Punchline? Uh, Punchline. Fun. Secret group? Go see them. Everybody knows really? you already. What's Don't go see group? you. Oh, you're at the Improv? 
What are those pop-up shows? Where are you going to Houston? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to like one night in one part of Houston. Ooh. No, one night in Dallas, and then the next night, the other side of Dallas, and then I fly to Houston the next night to do one show. Oh. I don't know where. They got me bouncing around Texas. Dallas has got a hyenas and an improv. Hyenas, that's what it hyenas. is. Hyenas, cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. You going on the road? Yeah, much? I go on all this. Oh yeah, you I just go did. everywhere. I went to listen to Doug on my podcast. We just recorded one that goes up uh, next week, I think. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll be on there, and I've got uh, this weekend. I'll be at uh, I'll be in uh, Phoenix on Saturday at a thing, a new thing called uh, CB Live Copper Blue Live in uh, North Phoenix, uh, and that shows at four twenty. And I've got a few special guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then the next night, I'll be at Comedy Works in Denver, oh, September 1st. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, yeah, they'll take away your phones. But other than that, you should have a nice time. Uh, <laughs> not take away, but they put it in a bag. Yeah. And you hold a bag you with your, your phone own bag. in it. Yeah. You get better. your own bag. It's much better. It's, it's cool. And you then, hold your bag throughout mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's this Sunday, September 1st, 7 p.m., and uh, all of my dates are at douglasmovies.com. Karen? I told you what I'm doing. Working from my chair at home. <laughs> Alling in. Well, You're hard with the family around? In the house? Yes. Um, I don't work very much from home. But uh, I am right now. But I'm only doing it for a week. That'd be rough with the dogs and the chickens. Oh, yeah. We got chickens, Greg. You'll come I on. heard. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Whoa. Yeah. Everybody's squawking about it. <laughs> <laughs> for Greg Fitzsimmons and Karen Anderson and for everybody at J&Q in Hollywood a great restaurant check it out they let kids eat in here in their pajamas uh, Bon Appetit mother at first Snow peas brie cheese our plates are clean we dined with Doug and Karen I like Donnie with Doug and Mommy Stop it, stop it. A, podca- <clears throat> A podcast network.